Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to Publications with the Blue Marble Space Institute of Science. I am your host, Brendan Mullen. Happy holidays, everyone. We're getting towards the holiday season and we're all going to be hitting the airwaves and the cars and trains. Well, this is America. We don't really use trains anymore. But still, I thought our sponsor today should be United Airlines because United Airlines is great for if you hate your family, well, then fly United and then you'll ensure you'll never have to see them again because you'll be stuck in the airport forever. That's United for you. Today, we have a radical departure from our normal podcast series. Now, normally, we touch upon uh, a lot of topics that have to do with life in the universe and SETI and all these other touchy-feely concepts like that. But today, today, we're talking about quantum mechanics, something that I know an embarrassingly small amount about. Sarah Amari Walker is here to help us out with that. Sarah, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm good and glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, Sarah is an assistant professor at Arizona State University and also a research scientist at Blue Marble Space Institute of Science. So she's one of us, ladies and gentlemen. And today, she's going to talk to you about quantum non-barking dogs. No, this is not a 90s ska band. This is a paper that she submitted to Physics Archive. And this is some hardcore quantum mechanics stuff. Sarah, I have to apologize in advance because unlike the previous papers that I read for this podcast series, I know nothing about quantum mechanics. You know, these, these softball questions I'm going to lob at you, it's like for no reason particular aside from the fact that I am terribly, terribly ignorant of this topic. <laughs> well, it's a notoriously difficult topic, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. The thing, the striking thing about this paper, the, the part of it that I could get through was <laughs> the abstract, to be honest. Um, my favorite phrase of all time has got to be now, quote, hitherto neglected sector in quantum mechanics. So that's like, to me, that evokes kind of like a Teddy Roosevelt rough riding kind of thing, you know, <laughs> combined with quantum mechanics. So bully, hitherto neglected sector in quantum mechanics. What is this? What are we talking about? Take it away. Quantum mechanics is several decades old, uh, and you'd think we actually have a pretty good understanding of the theory by now. But well, we actually... you do, probably. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it was I don't remember if it was Feynman or someone else, um, but probably Feynman said that you know if anybody says that they do understand it, they probably don't. Um, but anyway, it's been around for a while. Uh, you know, we have this sort of traditional view of quantum mechanics where we focus on two features of quantum systems. One is their time evolution, and the other is measurement. And measurement is usually what gives you like all these weird weird properties of quantum systems, like uh, Schrodinger's cat, is it alive or dead? It could be both until you measure the system. Um, and so the measurement and the actual dynamics of the system are two very distinct things. So we're talking about something related to Heisenberg uncertainty principles? I think this is something that like is in pop culture and we can all relate uh, to. Not quite, no. So more just that the uncertainty principle has to do with the fact that you can't measure two properties of a quantum system at the same time if they obey certain certain features of quantum systems. And what we're actually talking about here is trying to um, probe the system without doing uh, what's called a strong measurement. So traditional measurements in quantum mechanics do this thing where they collapse the wave function. Basically, in order to measure a quantum system, you destroy it. For example, in the Schrodinger's cat experiment, the cat could be alive or dead until you measure it. If you measure the cat is definitely dead, it's going to be dead for all time. You've destroyed that superimposed state. If you measure it to be alive, it's going to be alive for all time in a quantum system. Now, that's obviously you know a toy model approximation, but the act of taking the measurement 
destroys your quantum system. What we're exploring in, in this paper is a different way of taking measurements, which is called a weak measurement, which allows you to gain insight into what your system is doing without destroying it. And you basically do that by not measuring directly on any one particular system, but looking at a whole class of systems that behave similarly and taking a measurement over a class of systems rather than destroying the individual system. Interesting. Math lets you do that. Uh, <laughs> math lets you do a lot of crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> Except for figure out how to split a check at a restaurant. Math is remarkably bad at that, I found. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. when you're with mathematicians and astronomers. Yeah. They're even at it, I've noticed. Physicists <laughs> are terribly bad at Yeah. Awful. That That's interesting. So you're, it's not like you're making a measurement on a system per se, but you're taking you're, you're keeping that on the side and you have a whole suite of similar systems that are like that and you, you make a measurement on this whole collection, this whole grab bag of similar things and then you use that to say this is what would happen if we would do the same yeah. thing on that. So I, I can explain a little bit more detail because there's actually something really cool here that you can do in quantum mechanics that you can't really do in classical mechanics. There's an interesting feature of quantum systems, which is that you can define their initial configuration just like you can with any system. So you define an initial state and then you let that system evolve in time and it can have multiple possible end states. Right? And this is due to the, the quantum uncertainty. Um, but one feature that you can do in quantum systems because you can have multiple possible end states is to actually also fix the end state of your system. And then you define a, a sub-ensemble of possible time evolution for that system. It still can have a lot of uncertainty in the intervening period. So to give you an example of this, I'll just cite one of the examples we actually worked out in the paper, which is that you could think of an atom decaying. Right? This is sort of a classic problem in quantum physics that has been worked out in obsessive detail uh, over many, many decades. People have revisited this problem uh, and they always do strong measurements on it, which assumes that the atom ultimately decayed and you uh, can calculate the way the atom decays and it has an exponential decay law. So uh, it, its likelihood of decaying as a function of time uh, increases further and further. But one of the things that you can do with that system is you can say, okay, since it's a quantum system, I can say I start with an initial atom and it's in an excited state, so it's in a high energy state and wants to get to a lower energy state. I want to know features about that system. But what if I choose an end state for my system where the atom has not decayed? Hmm. And then I want to look at what happens in between. Now, if I fix the end state and the start state, I can still probe features of that system using what we call weak measurements because they don't perturb the evolution of the system. And what I'll find is that even though the atom didn't decay by the end of my experiment, I'll still have measurable influences from that atom in my experiment over the course of the time evolution. And that's basically what we show in the paper. So there's this really weird part of quantum mechanics where even if you don't destroy the wave function and effectively nothing has happened in your system because your start state and your end state are the same, you can still have measurable features of that system that you can actually infer you know, different properties of what's going on. Wow. Yeah, it's a little crazy. <laughs> Joining us here in the studio is Sarah Amari Walker, an assistant professor at Arizona State University and one of her own, a research scientist at Blue Marble Space Institute of Science, talking about quantum non-barking dogs, uh, a quantum mechanical paper that, to the best of my knowledge, uh, focuses on the journey, not the destination of quantum mechanics. Sarah, uh, quantum non-barking dogs. 
where did the dogs come in? I have to ask. <laughs> there's a, it's actually um, from Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and so there's a great quote in one of the Sherlock Holmes novels about a dog not barking, still giving you information about whether a crime was committed or not. Um, and so the story goes there that the dog didn't bark to alert about the robber because he actually had to know that person if he wasn't going to bark. So you could still get information even though the bar dogs weren't barking to alert that something was wrong. The basic idea here is that um, because we're looking at these quantum systems where we fix the initial and the end state and they're the essentially the same system in the start and finish, you'd think that nothing would happen interesting in the intervening period. But what it turns out is that using this different kind of measurement, uh, the weak measurement that you can use in quantum mechanics, we can find out information about what happened in the intervening period. This is almost like, say, there's a movie coming out, and you knew the beginning, and you knew the end, and this is a way to figure out what happened in the middle without going on the internet and getting spoiled. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Kind of interesting to know the end of a story before it starts, especially in physics. Um, but that's one of the things that quantum mechanics allows you to do. You would never be able, so for example, just to give you a reason why this is, is such a cool thing, like everybody sort of knows Newtonian physics, right? So we can, we can map the evolution of the solar system. If you have a particular initial condition for that, because it's a very deterministic system, you automatically know what the end state is. So telling the end state if you, if you define the end state and you know the initial state, you've sort of overdefined your system because your initial state automatically determines what your end state is. But in quantum mechanics, you are allowed to fix the end state and still have different possible paths between the initial and end state. And so there's still interesting things to probe about that system. It would be, you know, in your analogy, um, you know, you might know the start and end of a movie, but if it's not a very well-known story, there's still some ambiguity there. Whereas if, you, if you've seen Romeo and Juliet a million times, that would be one of the possible <laughs> mechanics. You'd already know the whole story. Um, I don't know. The one with Leonardo DiCaprio, that was just so riveting. Yeah, it was. It was. So, <laughs> the soundtrack was just epic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that, like 99 or something like that? Way back in the day? It was when I was in high school. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We uh, We are old here at Blue Marble. <laughs> and getting older by the day. Yeah, if only I could fix the end state and figure out where my life is going to end up. <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, where do you see these results taking us? This uh, sector of quantum mechanics is being explored um, very rigorously, I think, by a small group of people. Um, and it actually has a lot of fascinating uh, implications, I think, for our understanding of a theory that we still, you know, we use every day in practice, but we still don't really understand, you know, what it means. But I think that there's a lot of potential for trying to get a better handle on, on what this whole uh, quantum physics world really looks like by studying the sector. And so one of the hopes about um, doing the kind of models that we did in the paper and working out these explicit mathematical examples is that you'll be able to test these in actual experimental uh, systems. And some people are doing experiments on, on trying to do weak measurements. And so it's, it's actually a really exciting area of research and I'm looking forward to seeing what insights we get. Yeah, well I look forward to having more conversations with you in the future about this and hopefully I will know more about quantum mechanics i again i am sorry for not having great questions today but thanks for being such a wonderful guest thank you all right so that was sarah amari walker assistant professor at the arizona state university and a research scientist at blue marble that will wrap it up for us i've been brendan mullen your host 
thanks again for listening, everyone. And until next time, stay curious.